Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Taylor Quinn, and today I'm joined by my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-hosts, Justin Brown and Tyson Taylor. We've got a fun planned show for you guys today where we'll talk about Texas State football and volleyball's very successful weekend, and we'll also get into some national and NFL talk. But before we get started, let's throw it to Tyson with a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Tyson. Now, let's get right into it. Texas State football beat the Baylor Bears 42-31 on Saturday, their first win over a power conference. I mean, is this a new era of Texas State football, guys? Yes, it is a new era of Texas State football. That's what you hear Coach G.J. Kenny say after this game. 42-31 win over a Big 12 school. Texas State making history. Never done that in six attempts against Baylor. Baylor pays $375,000 for this team to go across you know, over to Waco. And it was an exciting game. I mean, I could talk about it a little bit. I just got to toss it around because there's so much to be said. Um, Kobe, what did you see in this game? From uh, this, this warms my heart. Cause I, like I said, I hate to beat a dead horse here. Me being the local kid here, this is honestly one of the coolest things I think I've seen in all my time being in San Marcos, Texas state finally prevails with a big win against the Baylor bears. But we got to shout out Mr. TJ Finley. That dude, I mean, we, I swear, I don't like making comparisons a lot when it comes to college football players, but he is a spinning image of Cam Newton, just of his size, the way he can throw the football. He's definitely not afraid to throw the deep ball. We clearly saw that this past weekend. And I mean, you know, take back Texas from coach GJ Kenny's obviously starting up at a good field. Now, the only thing I will say is this, you know, obviously this is a big win, but honestly, I don't want the, I, the thing that want, uh, that needs to be, prevent it is to make sure this doesn't extend long term because you know one win, one big win can mean a lot of things it can either mean success for your season or it could possibly even be lower in your season so honestly that's really all i have to say about you know just the future but as far as just this past weekend i mean that was an unbelievable job by by the bobcats this past weekend i mean what a time to be a bobcat fan yeah. i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna lie, no I don't want to say nobody thought we were going to win, but I mean, I checked ESPN a couple minutes before uh, the game started. And I think we had like, a, they had projected a 7% chance of winning, yeah. 28 point underdog. And I mean, not only did we shock the country, definitely shocked the, ta- uh, the state of Texas and For all sure. the teams around uh, here and all the competitive this around here and i mean this is huge momentum and confidence for not only next uh this week's game at utsa but for the rest of the season here's what i i'm just going to go into the meat and potatoes of this game because <laughs> you know people if you haven't watched this game or you didn't listen to it you missed out on an, an amazing game let's talk about it tj finley nearly throws 300 yards he gets three passing touchdowns a rushing touchdown of his own where he lost his own helmet in the end zone still stands up and looks like a dog <laughs> i mean this team 
look, I'm just going to tell y'all. In the first half alone, there was about five penalties on Baylor, Baylor. Mm-hmm. just on their offensive line being so scared of the defensive line from the Bobcats. <laughs> it looked like it was false start after false start after false start. I mean, they gave up half the football field out there, and it was just amazing to see. I, I'm not showing any bias here, but the Baylor fans, they were not happy about this whatsoever. Um, you know, a really big upset for them. and. Let's talk about more of the meat and potatoes. I mean, you talk about Joey Hobart. Oh, my yeah, God. Joey Hobart. If you don't know the name, you definitely saw the clip already. Sports Center top 10 appearance because he is catching it one handed, right hand only, no glove on it. And he's doing that out of bounds. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy showing he had the lead in all catches. I think he would have had four. What was it? Four. T- I think it was four touchdowns of his own or three touchdowns. Yeah, of his So own. he had six receptions up for 105 yards and a touchdown. The longest pass was that 31 yard touchdown pass. Beautiful. And that's the longest one of the game. And he catches it one handed. I mean, TJ Hemley. I mean, this guy, and, and, and it just sounds like the perfect year, TJ and GJ. I don't, I don't know if that does <laughs> sound good. That sounds like some branding. Maybe put it on a T-shirt. It's my idea first. I want my copyright money. Um, but, you know, just, yeah, and De Niro Davenport, 27-yard pass to start, you know, in the second quarter. That was amazing. I mean, just I could go on and on for this team. I just think this is the one question I have to throw to y'all. Yeah. Okay. Baylor looked like the toughest opponent on this Texas State schedule. Now it's just Sunbelt. I mean, I mean, ahead we got Jackson State, UTSA, obviously. But I just think if they already beat Baylor, I mean, the mindset going to the next games, it's going to be really hard to stop the, uh, you know, the Texas State Bobcats. These Sunbelt teams are getting pretty scared. TJ Finley, he won just Sunbelt player. I think it was a, Sunbelt of the player week. of the week. Mm-hmm. So I just want to hear what are y'all's thoughts on this team? I mean, I don't want to get too confident. We got to knock on wood here, but I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. We're going bowling. Well, I mean, you know, and this is what was being talked last year, because last year in the beginning of the season, majority of the Sunbelt teams won their big time opening weekend matchups like Marshall, uh, like Appalachian State being Texas A&M last year. Uh, I'm trying to think like Southern Miss as well. South Alabama. I mean, they were really well known, you know, in their season opener last year. Now, compared to this year. Some of the Sunbelt teams struggled this past Sunbelt. Coastal Carolina lost their opening game. South Alabama lost theirs as well, who we predicted was going to be the top, you know, the top dogs in the Sunbelt Conference this year. But they struggled in their opening opening games uh, this weekend. So, honestly, this opens up a lot of eyes in the Sunbelt Conference right now. And honestly, what what better way to do it than week one of, of the season so far? And, I mean, let's not get too carried away here because it opened the eyes of one team, one team we haven't seen in three years, one rivalry that's been dead, and that's the I-35 rivalry. It opened the eyes of the Roadrunners, and Bobcats are going there this weekend. This is a team in the Power Five. They've done great things. What is the mindset for the Bobcats? Is it just continued success from here? Is it trying to maintain that energy and not get complacent? What do you think? I hope so. I mean, Texas State is looking to have their best start of the season since 2013, playing at the Alamo Dome. I mean, I'm just so excited for this game. And I was also looking that um, the UTSA head coach, Jeff Trailer, Coach Kinney actually used to play for him in high school back huh. in 2006. And Small Coach world. Kinney was the quarterback. And he actually led his high school 10-0, and 0, and they lost mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. But do you think Coach Kinney will be the first head coach to, you know, beat UTSA with, for the Bobcats? I think he can. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I think there's, like we talked about even before the season even started, there's just a different feel different atmosphere for this Texas State Bobcat team and honestly we're in for a long for a long ride here in the season I know it's only week one but you know just going off of how UTSA did in their season opener, they struggled also so I mean they struggled against the Houston Cougars in their opening game down in H-Town so I mean 
I don't know. This is a this is either going to be a momentum shift or a momentum break for either team if you know if one of the other does lose. But I mean, this is a matchup I think a lot of people are looking forward to. I've already looked at you know tickets and stuff. It is sold out completely as far as Texas State Sheesh. tickets. There's already sold out for the Alamo Dome, and all that's left is really just UTSA tickets. So I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. I mean. How can we not touch on this Texas State offense? I mean, that's what I'm going to be most excited for um, this Saturday game. I mean, they're playing senior quarterback Frank Harris for UTSA, and uh, he's had a great career there at UTSA. But, I mean, I'm just really hoping um, Texas State can keep this offensive production um, going all season long. I mean, I was really impressed with how comfortable TJ Finley looked in the pocket, how he he was escaping the pocket, looking downfield, and I just hope he can keep that up all season. Yeah, I just have to give a lot of love to TJ Finley. Um, him and I both went to LSU and ended up transferring to Texas State, so I just think huh. that's funny. But um, Small world. <laughs> it is a small world. I thought that's awesome, though. But, again, the next game will be against UTSA this Saturday at the Alamo Dome. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into some Texas State volleyball. And we're back. I'm your host, Taylor Quinn, joined by producer Kobe Jackson and co-hosts Justin Brown and Tyson Taylor. Next, we're going to get into some Texas State volleyball. The Bobcats hosted the Texas State Invitational over the weekend, where they not only beat North Texas three sets to two, but also swept the number 13 Houston Cougars. Bobcats were locked in. Houston only had one one lead the entire game, just an overall dominant performance. Samantha Wunsch, not named only like MVP of the Invitational, but also Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week. What did you guys think of this performance by the Bobcats? I mean, Samantha Wunsch. Okay. They say watch out for lunch, honey, or she'll take your lunch money. Okay, this girl, this girl, she's a red shirt freshman coming onto this team, and she's second in statistical leaders and kills right behind K.J. Johnson. She did amazing in this game. You look at her blocks. It's just her energy on that court. I don't know if y'all got the chance to watch this game. I got the pleasure of seeing it, and her energy on the court. When she makes a move, when she gets a kill, when she gets a block, the whole team gets behind her. That is a leader on this team. Sean Hewitt knows that her chemistry is contagious, and she's deserving of Sunbelt Player of the Week. I mean, in this game, I think she got two blocks uh, and, and several kills. Hills, and I think into double digits and you know I just I'd love to see Samantha Wunsch doing great things on this team leading to the sweep but also KJ Johnson we mentioned her as well great transfer she's a graduate student and she's doing amazing things kill leader right now I believe with 47 kills on the season can't check that right now but yeah I mean just really really great numbers for both these players and it's really been a fun team yeah absolutely and you know we were we were kind of talking about this team in the beginning of the season of how you know obviously you know Janelle Fitzgerald was one of those girls that were really dominant in her position now that she was gone and obviously others but I mean this spot some of these players have stepped up like KJ Johnson like Samantha Wunsch I mean what I mean first of all the invitation alone obviously they did an outstanding job but just going back to like Thursday's game against North Texas they were down two nothing and they came all the way back and won the game three to two I mean you know I was fortunate enough to hear Joey Gonzalez and Karis on the call for that but I mean what a phenomenal phenomenal effort that the Bobcats put up and then obviously playing Houston one of the top 25 ranked teams in the country in volleyball I mean this team is on a roll now they've only had one loss on the season I mean now granted coming off of that Tennessee Classic only going two and one, or two and three in the tournament and now sweeping their Texas State Invitational in their home opener I mean the mindset for volleyball right now is really tough especially for the amount of you know leaders that they have on this team and obviously head coach Sean Hewitt has to be pleased with the efforts that the the Bobcats put in and I mean make way for the Bobcat Classic now 
Yeah, I mean, what a what a weekend it was for the Bob- Bobcat Athletics. And I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Torres. I mean, yeah. North Texas, she had 52 assists um, thir- against 13 Houston, 36 assists. I mean, if we're talking basketball, she's dishing the rock like <laughs> Rajon Rondo. And I just, I just, I just love how uh, she's setting up her players, how she's setting up KJ Johnson, Samantha Wines. I mean, the, there's some chemistry within this team. And also, not to mention, um, Houston drops out of um, drops from 13 to 21. And the women's volleyball polling, Texas State is not yet ranked, but we now have five votes in the ballot. So Jesus. if they can keep this up, I mean, we're going to be ranked in no time. Yeah, this is super exciting. And I want to go back to KJ Johnson against Houston. Just She's been dominant this whole season. She had her first uh, double-double at Texas State, 12 kills. It was Jesus. just a I know, right? Like, what the heck is she doing? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, again, the Bobcats continue their homestand tomorrow. They'll take on Southeastern Louisiana at 6 p.m. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to for this matchup? It's just going to be continued. The It's just going to be the same mindset that Sean Hewitt always is giving these girls, you know, keeping the rotation going, also keeping that energy up. And, and I love to see KJ Johnson and Wunsch become leaders on this team. I don't think we've we've seen Texas State Volleyball. Okay. I don't know if I need to give you a little history lesson, but <laughs> Sean Hewitt in the national—I mean, in the Sun Belt tournament and in the Sun Belt championship—are synonymous at this point. This guy's been there. I mean, almost every single year, last time to get checked out. But you know, I don't think there's anything different. This coaching mind of Hewitt is going to take this team wherever they need to go. And next game, it's just going to be the same mindset, I think. Yeah, and you make a great point because looking on Southern uh, Southern Louisiana right now, they're currently three and two in their record in this season so far. And I mean, so far it hasn't been it hasn't been that bad. You know, they you know played uh, against Grambling, and then they played against a tough uh, Washington team, but they lost to Washington and stuff this past week, and they lost to UTEP this past year uh, this past season as well. So, you know, they're kind of up and down right now. So obviously, the Bobcats would have to you know obviously you know focus on what the task in hand is. Obviously, Southern Louisiana is first up, and then obviously they got a couple more games afterwards. But I mean, you know, what more can we say about them? about them this season so far and they're just they're just on a hot streak right now yeah again they're continuing their homestand tomorrow against southeastern louisiana and then on friday they'll be facing cal and abilene christian but moving on let's let's talk about texas state soccer another successful weekend for texas state sport the bobcats broke their three-game losing streak with a 3-1 win over hcu the bobcats got on the board early in the 13th minute great game by goalkeeper caitlin christman with seven saves what did you guys think of this performance? Seven saves. Wow. Yeah. And, and, this, wow. and also, the one thing you, you said right there, scored in the 13th minute, right, early on. This is what I've seen out of this Bobcat soccer team. It seems that if they don't score early on, their mindset, they're going to struggle to get in that net. You watch how they played before that, you know, against UNT and other teams. And it seems that during that losing streak, they had trouble getting that offense going. Mm-hmm. They're getting it downfield, but it's just kicked out. It's going to be another, you know, like a, a you know, it's either just going to be a throw in or something else like that. They're not getting down the field like the way they're supposed to. But that defense right there from Chrisman, I mean, that's going to make sure nobody can get on the board. And, and, and that's why they got this win here. Love the, you know, the change in energy getting scoring, scoring early means that offense is working. It seemed a little stagnant their last match. Yeah, things I have noticed, shots on goal. Texas State is typically getting less than their opponents, which I'm I'm surprised they won, but I think that's something they definitely need to work on. They get lots of shots, but the on-goal shots definitely need to be better, and they need to capitalize on their opportunities. 
Yeah, um, I'm excited for them just to get back to 500. I mean, we have they have another game on Thursday against Texas Southern, and then they play Houston, and right after that, they're hopping in a, a conference play. So I just hope they can build up some more momentum, head into a conference play with a bunch of confidence, and get ready to uh, take down the Sun Belt. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been talking about the soccer with this soccer team, how you know they've been kind of up and down, but I mean. We got to shout out Zoe Jr., right? I mean, she's been absolutely outstanding for this soccer team so far. And it's really not just her. It's everybody that's on this team. I know we have Grace Reddick on our staff and stuff who's given us insights on the team and stuff this season. So, I mean... It's been it's been it's been a crazy ride for the soccer team, but now that they're starting to get closer closer into this conference play is when the aggression the aggressiveness needs to start improving a lot more, especially if you're head coach Steve Holman. I know that's something he wants to emphasize on this Bobcat this Bobcat soccer team, and you know hopefully they can ride their way to the Sunbelt Conference Championship possibly. And I mean, if you want to know what Steve Holman's even thinking about <laughs> this team and thinking about this season so far, I mean. Take a listen on next Monday's episode of BC. We'll have him on for an interview. So, yeah, definitely want to hear that. Yeah, and, and I just want to know one thing is that, uh, you know, the, the uh, opponent, South, uh, it's Southern University, right? Did I get that right? South Southern Texas University, Texas Southern University. Texas, so yeah, they're not they're not having their best season really because they're currently zero and six in the season. So they have not won a game yet. But I mean, just looking at the opponents that they played, they played you know uh, they tied against uh, Rio Grande Valley, and I know they played Texas A and M, Corpus Christi Islanders. So you know they're they're pretty well known in so- in soccer for the most part. But they've had just tough tough opponents in um, in their season opener. So I mean, it could be but I'm not going to jinx anything yet. So, but uh, now soccer's uh, back to 500 and possibly can go up, possibly can go up from here. Yeah, again, the Bobcats will play in their final home non-conference game tomorrow at 7.30 against Texas Southern. But now let's move on to more national talk. Let's let's get into NFL. The NFL season Woo-hoo. kicks off tomorrow. How excited are you guys for this? Lions at Chiefs. Uh, Texans against Ravens. Nah. <laughs> Steelers at 49ers. Yes. Oh, commanders, Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I know no I, one's watching that game. Anymore. Okay, like so three I'll, viewers. I'll, I'll watch it for you <laughs> in your you. honor. Thank you. What's y'all's matchup of the week? Yeah, I think I just said it. You know, Texans and Ravens. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there, there's a lot of great games this week. I'm really interested to see how the Cowboys are going to do. I'm not Uh-oh. a Cowboys fan. Per se. I know most majority, but I love are. I love Danny Dimes. Okay, so this matchup against the Giants, it's going to be really fun. <laughs> you, no, I'm serious. This is going to be a this is a this is a check for Dak Prescott. Okay, because if Danny Dimes is starting the season off better than you, man, come on. I'm yeah. Come on. I mean, how much is Dak Prescott paid? You know the number. Someone in here must know the number. I don't know the number. I don't know. I don't know the number. Come on. There's no Cowboys fans in here. I'm I'm glad. No. Good for I'm what? Glad. What? Zero. Hey <laughs> Texans, let's go. I don't think there's another Texans fan in here either. Nope. Hey, no. Hey, come on. I'm one. Kobe and I are the Steelers fans. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Who's your quarterback right now? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> he sounds like an animated character. <laughs> <laughs> like a cartoon character. Oh, but, man. I mean, I mean, he, he was like, um, he was always on the bench, right, for like years. And then well, coming in. No, this, was, this, this is officially his second year. Last year was a rookie last year. But after Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky showed his horrible performance <laughs> in the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, he stepped in and absolutely did outstanding. Led them to a winning record last season. I mean, this dude's the fe- this dude's the future, I think, in Pittsburgh. I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. to you. And now the Commanders, what do they have? Carson Wentz or who's uh, it? No. Big Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. He is oh. a dog. Sam and Howell. He's gonna show y'all. He's he gonna sounds like an it. author. Oh, man, y'all are disrespecting. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not. He's hey. my goat. He's my goat. Is he but, new? Like how uh, long has he been? This is his 
Second year, second like year. last year, he was a rookie. Uh, beat the Cowboys week Yo. seventeen, I believe. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm behind him. Yeah, but <laughs> my game of the week this week is I'm, I'm I'm with you, Justin. The Cowboys and the Giants. I mean, I'm a Commanders fan, so it's excited to see division play uh, this early on in the season. And I mean, Dak is on the hot seat. I believe it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's two and four in playoffs. Just traded for Trey Lance earlier this off season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see um, him throw some more picks and get him <laughs> out of Dallas. You know, uh, I, I, I hate dogging on Cowboy fans because that's been literally my life for the ever since I started watching football. And I I'm now granted the Dallas Cowboys, their defense has been crazy. They were crazy last season. So that's the only little saving grace I will have for them this season. However. Their offense has not been productive really in the past couple of years, but the game, I mean, I just want to get that out of the way, but the game that I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend is the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. game I want oh, to see desperately because we all know the story about Josh Allen, about the Bills, and we obviously know about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and oh, the New yeah. York Jets. So that one is going to be a fun ride. I'm going to be looking forward to that one easily. Circle yeah. that on your calendar. Um, I'm going to call it oh, real quick. I'm going to call it right now. Whoever wins that game will win the division. I'm going to call it right now. I agree with you. I'm excited to see Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. That's going to be really exciting. My boy Sauce Gardner, too. (laughs) But my match of the week, well, it was the AFC North matchup between the Bengals and the Browns, but not sure about Joe Burrow right now. He's on my fantasy team, which also is kind of sad. But, you know, if he's back with Jamar Chase, that'll be exciting. And then we have Deshaun Watson, his first full season with the Browns. He has Njoku, a new offense. So I think it'll be a great game. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you think Deshaun Watson will get back to full, like, to full, full season, like, possible MVP race Deshaun Watson like previously when he was with Houston you know it's been a lot of time you know how long that whole ordeal went with this trial oh, of you course. Know how long was he out of play I mean he came back I saw him play what played like two games yeah. at the end of the season yeah okay do I think he still has it in him of course I, I mean he's he an athlete he's an athlete and, and now he's in a new organization and they know how big of a star he is they're gonna put the ball in his hands they're gonna give him the opportunity to so yeah I think he's gonna he's gonna shine maybe not as bright I don't think it's bright I'm being <laughs> honest you don't think you don't think so he has to be an H he has to be in Houston come on <laughs> you in Houston come on man Lord I'm from alright Kobe how confident are you that our Steelers are gonna beat the 49ers oh I am extremely confident that is wow. extremely <laughs> a hot I am extremely confident I'm gonna tell you why we got because Kittle Kittle's he's lying. hurt no I'm not lying <laughs> I am not lying to you this is how confident I am so I, you know where I work we are allowed to wear game jer- game jerseys we can wear pretty much anything whatever you want that's long uh, for, N- uh, for NFL I'm yeah. wearing my Palomalu jersey loud and and proud for that day specifically. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll wear mine too. Really? Yeah. Yes. Twins. Cool. Twins. Awesome. So, but with that being said, I have a coworker who is a diehard 49ers fan. And me and him have been jawing back and forth about the past two weeks. And at this point in day point in time, this is our time. I think this is our time this year. I think we will win the division. Now, granted, will we make it to the Super Bowl? I don't know. That's still up in the year. But <laughs> With the way this division is going right now, obviously the stories of Deshaun Watson, obviously Joe Burrow's injury just got, you know, just got interesting. And then now Lamar Jackson, possibly, maybe this will be his last year in Baltimore, possibly. I don't know how that situation is going to go with them. But I mean, yeah, this is uh, this AFC North is going to be wild in the AFC right now. And I'm looking forward to it. But Pittsburgh's going to get it done against the 49ers in week one. 
Yeah, well, just moving on. Let's let's get into some baseball real quick. Oh, Kobe, yeah. I know you want to talk about oh. the Astros Rangers, so go ahead. I mean, dominant game last night. I mean, where do I even start? Well, well, let's first start off with the other, you know, other opponent that was tied in that division, and that was the Seattle Manners, who at the time was tied with the Astros for the best record in the American League West. Now that the Mariners lost to the Reds last night and the Astros beat the Rangers single-handedly last night, the Astros now have sole possession of first place in the American League West. Now, this is the interesting part, is that the Astros, they'll play the Rangers one last time tonight, but they still have to play the Mariners. They still have to play the Mariners still, and then the Rangers still have to play the Mariners also. So... It's still close in the in the AL West right now. It's so close that literally my eyes are literally glued to the TV for every <laughs> single game to make sure that nothing bad happens. And my computer's glued to the scoreboard for for the MLB. So it is, I mean, first of all, dominant performance. Jose Altuve, I mean, that man wow. has been significant for the Astros for years. And just last night was just prime example of what he can do with the baseball i mean he was three for three three for three all three of his hits were home runs i mean come on i mean that first of all i mean that's what you call the hat trick in baseball i know there's i mean i mean i know there's like four four home run games five home run games i know that's that's seriously rare but for you to go three for three all three of your at-bats are home runs i mean in that's three spe- innings. That, in three innings exactly Crazy. that's 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 special and then you know obviously pitching has been kind of up and down the season. Framber Valdez did absolutely sensational last night. Got Justin Verlander on the mound tonight with Max Scherzer for the Rangers. I think this is going to be a pitching duel tonight. I really think so because honestly, from the past two nights, it's been all blowouts. This is going to be probably the closest game out of all, all out of all of the three so far. I mean, yeah, it's going to have to be a close one. The Rangers are not going to try and take a clean sweep. I mean, they're not going to. Yeah, no. They're going to try and get a game in there and. I love it. I love how close this is. You know, I, I think the ML, the MLB, it's better when it's this close. Oh, for divisions. sure. You look at other divisions and, you know, it's just, it's so overpowered. You look at the Braves right now. I Man, mean, come on. Braves are the best team in the National League right now. Yeah, they are. And then you look at the Orioles. Sorry, Taylor. I'm just so glad. I, I'm just going to say this is off topic, not talk about the Astros. Yeah, born and raised Houston Astros. They're always going to be good. And I, I have faith in them. I'm not even going to I'm not going to even talk about it because if I do, I'm going to diss it and it's going to go wrong. It's going to, you know, I'm going to jinx it. But yeah, no, the Orioles got to give a shout out to them, man. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. One of the, one of, they've been one of the franchises like the Cubs. You know, you never saw them win. But look at them now. Absolutely. Look at them. 100% easily. I mean, I've been talking about the Orioles really all season that they're just they're so young and they have so much young talent that can really just back up everything. I mean, pitching has been absolutely sensational. Their batting lineup has been really good. And, you know, it's it's funny because, like, I say that now with the Yankees sitting in last place in their division. I mean. That's, that's it's just funny to me, but I mean now the Yankees are back at five hundred. They're officially sixty nine and sixty nine on the seasons now. So, I mean we are getting we are getting so close, so so close to MLB postseason. Uh, what a time to be an MLB fan right now. Seriously, <laughs> I wish I wish I wish we could keep going, but we we're, we're gonna do weather now with Justin. All right. You want to hear your forecast? Yeah, I do. You're melting. Okay. Because <laughs> look at this. Look at this. I'm looking at the five days ahead of me, and it's above 100 every single day. Today, a high of 102, low of 76, high of 104 tomorrow, high of 106 Friday. And guess what? It's not going to go up from there. It's going to go back down to 102, 102. Guys, 
Wow, I don't even know what I got to say about that. Lows in the 70s, don't worry, there's no rain, hasn't been in a month. Um, just, you know, I just hope that you're staying, you know, hydrated, stay Absolutely. hydrated, don't stay in the sun too long. It's not normal to have heat like this right now, guys. Just saying that. But yeah, be careful out there and uh, don't worry about an umbrella anytime soon. Hey, no. just wait for that Definitely cold. Not. Just wait for that cold. Bro, bring weather. your plants inside. <laughs> they are screaming at home. Extra water. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode, but don't worry, we'll have you covered again with another edition of Bobcat Radio on Friday. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and want to continue to hear more, then keep up with us at KTSW Sports on all social media. For Kobe Jackson, Justin Brown, Tyson Taylor, I'm Taylor Quinn, and thank you for listening to this edition of Bobcat Radio.